This is The Talent Show, a podcast by Talent Canada, the national magazine for workplace leaders published by Annex Business Media. You've tuned in to hear conversations with Canadian experts on the latest in workplace leadership and human resource practices. Thank you for tuning in. Creating a better future together. Express Scripts Canada is Canada's foremost health benefits manager. We apply research, analysis, and the vast knowledge of our experts to uncover insights and reveal opportunities that deliver great value to those we serve, pharmacy patients, clients, and employees. Hello, and welcome to Talent Canada's latest episode of The Talent Show. Talent Canada is a national media brand for employers and is dedicated to driving business through investment in people. I'm your host, Marcel Vanderweer. I'm joined today by Jeff Bootlayer, General Manager of Pharmacy and Chief Clinical Officer at Express Scripts Canada. Jeff is responsible for the management and direction of pharmacy across the country. Thanks so much for joining me, Jeff. Thank you, Marcel. Pleasure to spend some time with you today. Today, Jeff and I will be discussing mental health issues as a result of the COVID-19 lockdown, the role of medication as a solution, and what workplaces can do to assist employees through this time. So Jeff, for our listeners' sake, can you tell us a bit about yourself, your expertise, and your role with Express Scripts Canada? Also, what does Express Scripts Canada do? Sure, I'd be happy to. So once again, uh, very happy to spend some time with you today, Marcel, and the, and the listeners. Uh, first and foremost, uh, I'm a husband, I'm a dad of two, two little ones that uh, are finally back in school. So they're you know going on three weeks of back in class and excited to have them back. A little bit about my professional background. So I've been a pharmacist for just over 15 years. Uh, and over the course of those 15 years, I decided on two different occasions to go back to school uh, to also uh, earn my MBA, as well as a master's certificate in Lean Six Sigma Black Belt, which is more of a specialty in uh, process, quality, uh, and efficiency. Uh, spent most of my career, uh, at both at a, leading both at a provincial and national level, pharmacy operations, uh, specialty pharmacy, as well as strategy and transformation. Uh, presently at Express Scripts Canada, so I lead our online pharmacy division, as well as our clinical and our pricing teams. With respect to Express Scripts Canada, so what do we do? So we are the leading health benefits manager in Canada. Uh, we work alongside our insurers, our third-party administrators, governments to build simple, predictable, uh, and affordable benefits plans for more than 7 million Canadians. So let's unpack that a little bit, because I know even when my, when my family asks what I do, uh, it, it confuses them. So I'll, I'll try a different analogy that uh, hopefully has succeeded with my family. Um, so I'll give you a real life example. So when you walk into, let's say, a pharmacy and you have insurance coverage, you take a, you, know, you, you hand that, that insurance card to your pharmacist to process your prescription. Typically on that card, uh, there's often two names. So you'd see a name, which is typically the insurer, so the one providing the insurance services. And then there's another name, and that's the health benefits manager. And luckily, a lot of the times that would be our name, Express Scripts Canada. So what we do is we're kind of the intelligence behind that card. So we, we process all those claims. And, and you know, to be more specific, uh, we process over 100 million pharmacy, dental, uh, extended health uh, claims each year. And you know, first and foremost, it's the processing of those claims to ensure that you know, the, the right claim is being paid at the right amount for the right person, but also through the processing of those, once again, you know, 100 plus million claims, 
Uh, it gives us an abundance of data and we leverage that data to build some, some innovative products uh, for our customers. Uh, and what I would say last but not least, uh, some people aren't aware of this, but we are part and we're owned by a global Fortune 15 company called Cigna, uh, which once again gives us you know, some further stability um, and as well as access and the ability to leverage a lot of their expertise uh, throughout the world. Thank you, Jeff. That's laid quite a foundation for this conversation, and I look forward to unpacking this further. In terms of the COVID-19 pandemic, I think we can all admit that we've struggled with our mental health through this. Jeff, tell us what you know about the state of Canadians' mental health during the pandemic. First of all, I completely agree with your statement. I mean, a lot of Canadians have struggled immensely uh, with this pandemic. Uh, I'll dig deep into a, a very specific survey that was performed by Statistics Canada at the end of last year. Um, and what they found is actually one in five Canadians aged 18 and over actually screened positive for at least one of three major mental disorders. So we looked at major depressive disorder, generalized anxiety disorder, and post-traumatic stress disorder. Uh, another very interesting statistic is about 38% of Canadians reported that due to the COVID-19 pandemic, they experienced feelings of loneliness uh, or isolation. And where we come in here is, so one of, one of our main focuses throughout the year, um, on top of obviously servicing our clients, is we come up with an annual prescription drug trend report. So we publish this every year, usually around March or April. And what this is, is it gives a high level overview, but also a deep dive in various different drug trends throughout the country. And something very interesting, but also alarming that we noticed this year in our drug trend report is there's starting to become this backlog of untreated chronic disease. So we looked specifically at things such as cancer, diabetes, but also specific for this conversation, depression. Uh, and you might ask, you know, how, how can we, you know, how can we determine what a backlog looks like? So once again, taking it back to what we do is because we process so many claims, on average, we can you know, predict and project even on a weekly basis, how many net new claimants should come on for, let's say something like depression. So we could say, okay, this patient has never had a depression medication before. We look back you know, the last six months to a year and you know, there's, certain, there's a certain average number of patients that would um, come on to the book each week, uh, newly diagnosed for depression and their, their new prescription for an antidepressant. What we've seen, especially during the back half of last year, is this built up backlog of, of, of Canadians who should have been seeking help, should have been seeking treatment, uh, and they weren't. And when we extrapolate this out for all of Canada, we were estimating that the backlog could be more than uh, 100,000 Canadians that have not commenced treatment for depression, which is quite concerning mm -hmm. and, and quite alarming. Um, the one thing I can tell you, because once again, very concerning, is that we, we re-ran our data this year. Obviously, a lot has changed. Uh, a lot has started to open back up. And this backlog is starting to partially reverse. So we're seeing less people go into the backlog. So people that need help are starting to seek help, which is great. But we're also starting to see, once again, these you know 100,000 Canadians that didn't seek treatment last year, they're seeking treatment this year, once again. You know, less, probably less anxiety is going into public. You know, everything was pretty much locked down for the majority of last year. And this is very representative of what we're seeing in our claims data. So once again, we, because we process so many claims, we can actually have visibility into trends. And we are starting to see a significant uptick in, in claims volumes 
both for new claimants, but also claim costs for, for conditions such as depression. Wow, Jeff, yeah, that's some very interesting data. Yeah, and looking forward to unpacking that even further here. So from what you've seen, is there a particular age group whose mental health has been affected more than others? And if that's the case, what's your opinion on why these age groups are more heavily impacted? Going back to even to your last question, when, when I summarized kind of the three, uh, three of the large uh, depressive, so we, we talked about major depressive disorder, generalized anxiety disorder, post-traumatic stress disorder. We actually saw um, these conditions, uh, the prevalence was over three times higher among young adults. Uh, than older adults. Another way we can look at this is when we produce our, our annual prescription drug trend report, we rank various different uh, conditions, uh, such as, once again, diabetes, high blood pressure, depression, and we rank them as a percentage of overall spend. So you know, to give you an example, the number one condition as a percentage of you know, overall spend is something called inflammatory conditions. So you know, rheumatoid arthritis, Crohn's, psoriasis. Number two is diabetes. Number three now is depression. So to give you kind of some context to that, just over a year and a half ago, uh, depression was ranked number six. Further context, depression over the past year and a half during this pandemic has now jumped from the number six spot to the number three spot, outpacing chronic conditions, even such as high blood pressure. So wow. once again, you know, the, 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 the proof is in the numbers. And you know we are seeing significant upticks, and you know eight, over eight percent more claimants for depression medications this year, six percent uh, increase in costs. And I think going back to the second part of your question, you know why are we seeing this age group, specifically the the 35 to 65 year old age group? Why is it more heavily impacted? I mean, there could be a few different reasons. My analogy is as a father and a son is. You know, a lot of this generation, sometimes people use the phrase, that, you know, the sandwich generation. So you're often taking care of your children, your dependents, but also sometimes, you know, elderly parents or elderly relatives. And unfortunately, as, as, as a lot of us know, uh, when that's the case, people sometimes put uh, their own health and their own health care needs aside uh, to, to look after their loved ones. So I think that is uh, very likely one of the driving causes uh, for, for the significant uptick uh, in this age group, as well as, I mean, it was the last year and a half have, have been uh, a year and a half of uncertainty. Mm -hmm. You know, people lost loved ones, people have lost their jobs, job uncertainty. Um, so a lot of, lot of very specific contributing factors for this age group. Thanks, Jeff. So let's tie in Express Scripts Canada here. How does a health benefits management company like Express Scripts Canada help employees get access to quality healthcare services and professionals that can help keep workplaces healthy? Sure, so I'll actually cover a few specific examples. The first one I would say, so we, we talk a lot about the pandemic, but there's also a very significant and, and concerning opioid epidemic uh, in Canada. I'm sure we've all heard about it on the news. And you know, when we look at ourselves as a health benefits manager, what can we do about it? So once again, because we have such access to a lot of data, we're able to build, we were able to build a product over the last two years called an opioid management strategy. So what that allows us to do, and we offer this to our clients, is we know that um, when someone begins therapy on an opioid, so once again, let's give an example. Someone hurt their back and they go into the pharmacy for Percocet, let's say. Um, we have the ability to actually mine the data to see, hey, you know, has this 
has this patient ever had an opioid before? And we often call, so, so people that have, not, have, have never had an opioid or have not, have not had an opioid for, for some time, uh, they can be called a term called opioid naive. So we really don't know if it's going to work, if it's going to help them, and we don't know if they're going to be able to tolerate that, that opioid. So what we can do um, as a health benefits manager and what we do do, and we offer this to our, to our clients, is if a patient walks into a pharmacy, once again, they haven't had an opioid, let's say in the last six months or, or more, uh, and they walk in with a prescription for a 30-day supply, we can actually cut that claim back to only a seven-day supply. So it's more of a trial to, once again, to, have, to see if the patient can actually tolerate and see if that medication works. And once again, you know, how does that help? Well, the less opioids that are in someone's house, especially when we know we don't even know if they're going to work or if they're going to tolerate them, we think it'll help address uh, some of the concerns with the overall opioid uh, epidemic. Another very specific uh, example is adherence. So adherence is essentially, you know, the ability and uh, for someone to take their medication on time and as prescribed. And non-adherence is obviously the opposite, not taking your medication as prescribed. So we build a lot of our products around supporting adherence, but once again, based on all the data that we have, we were able to build a product uh, over the last year to actually be more proactive. So to help predict non-adherence. So, you know, when we look at various different factors, such as the individual's sex, um, their age, different medications they're on, different medical conditions they have, we can actually help predict if they're at higher risk for being non-adherent. So then our partners can make more proactive targeted interventions uh, to help to help those individuals. Um, and then the last one I would say is, so just over about 10 years ago, uh, we expanded into the actual pharmacy business. So we began opening online pharmacies, once again, leveraging our parent company. Um, they have a lot of experience with this in the US. Uh, they're actually the number one online pharmacy uh, with respect to size uh, in the US. So we began down this route as well, and this is really a balance of providing Canadians with a convenient option that can help them be adherent to their medications, but also trying to control costs for both the patient uh, and the plan sponsor. Jeff, you, you mentioned this, but obviously when medication is prescribed, staying healthy requires actually following the prescription. So why is employee medication adherence important for overall good workforce performance? Yeah, so first I'll start off with a few different reasons. So, you know, why are people not adherent? So I think that we should start with that because then that'll help us kind of build solutions around how to, how to address non-adherence. So based on a few different studies that were performed, what we were able to come up with is there's three main drivers for non-adherence. So the first big bucket is something called behavioral issues, whether that's forgetfulness, procrastination, that accounts for just over 69% of all the reasons why someone uh, is not adherent to the medication. Uh, we also see that costs, so things such as high copayments, account for about 16%. And then clinical issues such as side effects, complex dosing schedules can, can account for about 15%. And once again, kind of circling back, this, you know, these three main reasons is a big part of how we tailored our, our online pharmacy offering specifically to address uh, some of these issues and help people remain adherent to their medication. With respect to why is adherence so important? I mean, non-adherence is typically associated uh, with symptom recurrence, poor overall health outcomes. And, you know, the key part here is where pharmacies and pharmacists can help is medications often take some time to work. 
So there's kind of an analogy. Sometimes it might get actually a little bit worse with side effects before it begin be, before it starts to get better. And it's a key role the pharmacist can play to help counsel uh, patients on that. Can you tell us a little bit more about the role that pharmacists can play in employee health outcomes? So, I mean, first of all, pharmacists, what I would say is, you know, we're one of the first and main points of contact uh, for Canadians trying to trying to navigate a very complex healthcare healthcare system. Uh, so, I mean, at foremost, pharmacists are experts in medication management. You know, we provide essential information for patients to help ensure that they're getting the best possible outcome for their medication therapy. And kind of touching even just on the example I was just starting to provide you in, in, in the last question is, you know, we're talking about mental health. One specific um, key point of antidepressant therapy is it often takes usually upwards of four to six weeks for sometimes these antidepressant medications to take effect. So a key point that the pharmacist can help counsel and advise the patient is, once again, you, you might start getting some side effects, some drowsiness, upset stomach. You know, it, you might start getting side effects before you start seeing the benefit of the medication, but for you to truly get the, the most benefit, stay the course. And, and once again, I think this is the key role that the pharmacist can play in, in giving them some of that essential information. What I find the real interesting part of even just pharmacy in Canada is especially over the last 10 to 15 years, that the role of a pharmacist has significantly expanded. You know, we, we've really transitioned from, a, you know, 10, 15 years ago from more of a more focus on medication dispensing uh, to now really a, a critical part of the overall healthcare system. I mean, pharmacists can, on top of medication management services, Pharmacists can prescribe certain medications, can actually refill or extend certain uh, prescriptions depending on the province. Uh, we saw obviously with COVID vaccines, I mean, pharmacies played a critical role uh, in vaccine distribution and administration uh, across Canada. So very, very exciting to see uh, how the profession uh, continues to expand. What I would say as well, just to kind of close this one off, is pharmacy has evolved a lot and so has the competition, which I think is really good for Canadians. Um, you know, when you look at your options for pharmacies now, Canadians have a lot of choice. You know, they have a traditional retail pharmacy that can be a standalone, that could be, you know, in a grocery store, uh, it can be uh, in various different locations. Uh, there's also specialty pharmacies, there's sparse pharmacies that's uh, specialize in compounding. And then you have this growing market of online pharmacy that, especially over the last year, a year and a half, you know, has, I think, uh, has been under the magnifying glass because people, once again, people didn't, a lot of people didn't want to leave their home and they wanted to have another convenient option. And once again, you know, we're happy to be kind of part of that, especially with our pharmacy and provide that online uh, convenient option for, for patients. Yeah, it's a good segue, actually, into my my next question, Jeff. And um, yeah, it definitely feels like the COVID-19 pandemic isn't going away anytime soon. So can you tell our listeners a little more about the Express Scripts Canada Pharmacy and what companies can do to help their employees through this pandemic? Sure. So a little bit about our pharmacy first. So we are an online pharmacy. Uh, we service Canadians from coast to coast. And we often say, even internally, that we like to think of ourselves as we bring the pharmacy right to your doorstep. So we, we deliver medications right to the patient's home uh, or, or place of preference, as well as coupling that with 24-7 access to a pharmacist uh, for any help or, or counseling that they need. And in really kind of even tying it back to the adherence piece is uh, we typically offer a 90-day supply for patients of their medication. So, you know, how does this help? Number one, it helps with adherence because we know that 
you know, the more, you know, if we can provide someone with a three month supply of medication, there's, you know, less likelihood that they're actually going to run out, uh, number one. But th this also helps um, with the overall, once again, costs for both the plan member or, or the patient and the plan sponsor, because you know, we're only charging a dispensing fee you know, once every three months versus sometimes you see once every month. Uh, so that can definitely help. Uh, we also have some other services within the pharmacy. So an auto refill uh, option, which once again, is someone that if, if you know, they're often forgetting to go into the pharmacy to refill the prescription, uh, we can take care of that and all the, you know, take, take, take away all the worry with that, with it, with an auto refill option uh, for your prescription. We also have uh, a completely separate division, which is called our therapeutic resource center. So just envision this is a team of pharmacists that completely sit outside of the dispensing function of a medication. And their sole purpose is to reach out to patients, to follow up with patients, and to provide any counseling or guidance that they require uh, on their medication therapy. And a few more things. Uh, so our, our pharmacy, we have uh, we launched last year our mobile app to help uh, improve our overall uh, digital experience and presence. Uh, and we offer a wide variety of different types of packaging. And it's really not a one-size-fits-all. So once again, our philosophy is we like to provide uh, patients and customers with as many options as possible to help them make an informed choice uh, that best meets their specific needs. Thanks, Jeff. Yeah, in terms of the workplace relationship, uh, how can employers you know, best get involved with someone like Express Scripts Canada? You, you can come right onto our website uh, and you can take a look. So Express Scripts Canada. Um, and we have a, a specific page uh, for our pharmacy. Uh, so feel free at any point, you know, it, it's open to all Canadians. Uh, so anyone can reach out for any employer groups as well. Uh, feel free to reach out and more than happy to talk a little bit more about some of the, some of the very specific services we can provide your, your employees. Jeff, we've covered a lot today. In closing, is there anything else you might like to tell our listeners about how they can help stem the tide of this mental health crisis in Canada? Yeah, I mean, first off, I would say that we are truly all in this together. And as simple as that sometimes sounds, um, the more open we are to talk about this, uh, the more I think it will allow other people to feel more comfortable to really have an engaged conversation about this, um, especially to allow people that are struggling to, to truly know they're not alone uh, in their struggles. Specific for the pandemic, though, what I would say is I'm optimistic that we're we're at the hopefully at the, the back end of this pandemic, and I know that the light is at the end of the tunnel, and we're starting to see it. I think what's crucial, though, from a mental health perspective, the impacts of this pandemic will be for for many many years to come. Once again, you know, tying it back to some individuals have lost loved ones, they've lost their job, um, there's still tremendous uncertainty. So I, I think once again, we're, we're very optimistic. We're getting there, but the mental health impact and aspect of this pandemic, once again, we'll see this for, for many years to come. With, with respect, I mean, I can give you a few examples of what we've done within our organization to help our employees. Um, and some of them are very basic, but we're, we're, we're getting great feedback and, and we're seeing that they're working. So number one, return to work. We've been very open uh, with our employees. And this is obviously separate from pharmacies. Pharmacies is an essential service. They, you know, our teams have been fantastic. They've been there every single day since the start of this pandemic. Um, but with respect to our head office employees, we've been very open. You know, our president, we, we have the benefit. Our, our, our president is also a physician. 
And, you know, we've had things such as weekly town halls with our employees. We give them regular updates. I mean, especially at the very first of this pandemic, things were changing on a daily, if not weekly basis. Um, and he got up there in front of all our employees and was very transparent and provided the best you know, medical information that he was receiving uh, on a weekly basis. We've also been very open with respect to return to work. I think uh, our organization isn't unique to the fact that you know, there were many different dates over the past year and a half that we were aiming towards to go back to the office and, and subsequently had to, had to back that date out. But we were also we were always very transparent with, with the staff um, and helped you know, answer any questions or concerns they had. You know, uh, looking at whenever that is, you know, looking at things such as staggered returns, um, really trying to accommodate everyone's specific scenario because everyone does have a very different uh, personal situation. Um, we've had training sessions with our staff, even just quick refreshers on, you know, basic things, but, you know, there's a lot going on. So proper mask wearing, public health measures, uh, something we, we, we um, created probably about 12 months ago, and this was purely based on employee feedback as well, is employee safety committees. I mean, I think as an organization, um, we got a lot right, but we didn't get everything right, just like any other organization. And some of the best tips and advice came from our teams. You know, once again, going back to the pharmacy, they were there every single day. We got a lot of best practices from them and continued to adapt our, our models and the way we worked based on employee feedback. So that's what I would say. I mean, once again, very basic principles, but these things all help. And once again, it's really, truly appreciating that we are all in this together. Um, we will get through it. But once again, the mental health aspect of this pandemic, um, we will be addressing for, for many, many years. And we should be aware of that. Thank you so much, Jeff, for sharing your time today and your wisdom. I hope that any managers and senior leaders listening in are able to identify some key takeaways that they can put into action at their workplaces. To our listeners, thank you for joining us for this conversation. Have a great day, everyone. We put your employees and the pharmacy benefit you provide first. Express Scripts Canada Pharmacy works for you and the busy lifestyles of your employees. We deliver prescriptions right to your employees' door, and our pharmacists are available 24-7. We're here for you. If it makes a difference to your well-being, we proudly deliver it. Thank you for tuning in to The Talent Show, the podcast by Talent Canada. To hear more of our episodes or to find the latest workplace headlines from across the country, visit talentcanada.ca. Thank you.